This podcast is dedicated to people who are ready to take ownership of what it means to be born with high sensory intelligence and how to bring it into service for business, career and organisations globally. Hello, good morning, good evening, good day, wherever you may be, and welcome to another episode of the High Sensory Intelligence Podcast. Yes, it is me, Willow McIntosh, founder of Illuminance and leader of the High Sensory Intelligence Movement. And what a pleasure it is to have you here. So, why are we here? Ah, yes, I remember what I want to talk about. What I would love to share today about high sensory intelligence is this potential and possibility that we have to make money with it, to make it into a service, make it into a business. How do we actually take this step from recognizing the ability that we have and turn it into a service that we can live from, which is what we all would like. Many of us would like that. Many of us are high sensory intelligent entrepreneurs. We tend to be born with this need in us. We tend to be born with this um, calling to want to be on our own agenda. And we make amazing healers, coaches, creative entrepreneurs. And yet, because we have the trait that we have, and it comes with its challenges, of course, it feels like it's a huge step to go from feeling deeply to be experiencing such a rich inner world to be feeling so deeply. I did say that twice, but we do feel very deeply. And... You know, how do we then go into this, this step, this, uh, this shift into becoming reliant on ourselves for our own income? Well, it can be pretty terrifying for us. It can be pretty terrifying for anyone. The key to this is recognizing the unique ability that you have. It is recognizing what's known as the unfair advantage, almost, that you bring to your clients, to your area of expertise. It's recognizing that there is a very unique way that you personally see the world and do things, and there are people out there that are longing to experience this and to work with you in this way. So how does that look and how do we actually go about doing that? Well, I can't say it more. I can't emphasize this more. It is about coming out of the seats of the arena and getting into the playing field. We just have to make that step. We can spend many, many months, sometimes years, planning and researching and planning and researching and getting stuck behind our laptops, getting ready for the big step that we're going to take and finally becoming self-employed and actually starting to make an income for ourselves. 
and I cannot emphasize it enough. Yes, we need to be prepared, and yes, I mean, I, I, it, I, I hate it when things go wrong. I, I just, I, I'm not very good with that at all. I, I try to prepare so much as I possibly can, and what I've come to realize is I've actually learned to take a great deal of pressure off myself in the recognition that things do go wrong, and I can't control that. And it's, you know, it's. Um, I mentioned this uh, yesterday on a, on a, on a on another podcast about the amazing work that Albert, goodness me, his name is Albert for now. Um, he was a, um, uh, it'll come in a minute. He was an amazing psychologist that did this piece of work in the 50s around uh, musts and shoulds. Um, he has a bit of a rude word for it. I'm going to call it mustology. Um, he talks about how the musts and the shoulds are really, it causes us a great deal of misery to be constantly living by shoulds and musts. In this context, you know, it's like I must have everything completely nailed and clear and, um, and together before I even begin about getting something out into the market or begin having sessions with clients. You know, um, that doesn't help. And it's, you know, the other must is like, you know, I must make sure that nothing goes wrong um, and I'm not going to do anything until I'm 100% sure of that. We cannot ever be 100% sure of that, no matter how much preparation we do. And, you know, the military talk about how they account for, no matter how much plan they put into, into effect before they go onto any kind of mission, they know that as soon as it go, goes into the real world, everything changes because the real world affects the plan. So it's the same for us. So, so this, this is the first step is to recognize that we're never going to be fully ready. It's literally just a matter of getting into the, onto the playing field because then we are actually involved with the process of how life is going to receive our process. And until we're actually witnessing that and seeing what's happening, we can, there's no other way of preparing for that. It just, we just have to get on with it. So that's the first piece. The second piece is, is to recognize this key ability that we have. So this unfair advantage, this recognition that the way that you're seeing the world, the way that you have come through life in your area of expertise is key to how you can turn this into a business, how you can become more successful with it in business. It's recognizing that you have a methodology. When you are talking to people that you love, when you're in your flow, when you're doing your thing, there is a way that you like to create change and transformation, whether in whatever context that, that is, whether you're doing it with people, whether you are doing it as a product, whatever problem that you're solving for people, and that's the key to remember, which we'll come to in just a moment, is you are solving a problem for people, and you do it in a way that no one else does it. And the unfair advantage that you have is all of the training that life has given you through all the challenges that you've experienced are in a particular area. All of the research that you've done, all the reading that you've done, all of the, the fascination that you have in a particular area gives you this advantage. No one else has done the same amount of training, learning and practice that you have, and even if it doesn't feel like that, even if it feels like life so far has just been a chaotic mess of onslaught, it, that's not the case, I promise you. Through, through that, there has been a very 
powerful piece of learning that you have acquired and you know how to put that into practice because you're doing it for yourself. So that's the second piece. This third piece is very much around the problem that you're solving, is to recognise that you are a step ahead of the people that you are born to serve. And remember that 99% of the time our, our, our ideal client is a version of ourselves. So what that means is people who are on a very similar path to you are longing to find out how you have learned to do what you do. And the methodology that you've developed over the years in the way that you do what you do, the way that you understand the world in the way that you understand the world and how you've created your own transformation and made the changes in your own life. Even if that feels a bit cloudy to you right now, I promise you you've done that. The very fact that you've made it this far in your life as an adult in this world means that you have had to learn and utilize a methodology to enhance your own development, well-being and happiness. You, you've just done that. So by recognising that, it's, under, it, it's remembering and recognising that the people out there in the world that are waiting for you are longing to hear, understand and implement the methodology that you've learned. Because they're not going to be following exactly the same path as you because they're different people, but they need your skill set and methodology to make their journey easier. They need to know how you've done this piece of the puzzle that they can slot into their lives and allows them to move forward to make change, to transform in whatever way that they are longing to. So it's about just recognising and remembering again that until we actually get into the playing field, we're never going to know just how much, it's, how much you are needed. You're just not going to be able to understand and conceptualise that until you're actually out there doing it, until you're actually in front of someone and you start to talk and you start to do your thing and they're suddenly like, wait a second, I, I need that. How have you done that? Until you actually get that feedback from someone in whatever service it is that you're going to be providing, it's really difficult to know that that's the case. So it is just literally a matter of getting out there and doing it. So yes, it's important for us to have an idea of what we are going to be selling at the end of the day. And I used the term making money at the beginning of this, at the beginning of this episode. I'm going to say it again. You know, you are selling something, and I know many of us really struggle with that. And actually, what we can do is, is change that word selling to providing a service, solving a problem, or prescribing a prescription, prescribing a solution, exactly in the same way as a doctor does when someone sits in front of them with a problem. You are prescribing a solution that they dearly need, and there should be a fair exchange of money in, in doing that. That's just the way love exchanges hands. It, it, there is, a, there is an, an energetic exchange that's happening and, and money is a really clever way of riding that exchange to, to give value between us. It's, it's, an, it's an amazing concept and we should see it as a channel for light and love and service. It's, it's fun. It's great. It should be there and we should see that as a benefit to both us and the person that we are serving. So, what is this problem that you're solving? 
And that's the piece to focus on. It's about, yes, writing what your methodology is going to be. Um, it, it's, it's about, sorry, writing, getting clear on the methodology that fascinates you, the, the change that you would like to see in others, that calling. And, and for HSI people, 99%, I'm not going to say 99 this time, a lot of us as HSIs, want to work with people and coach and transform and heal. That's what we love to do. And so there is going to be a calling in you to want to make that change in others. The change that you've made in yourself, you're going to be so passionate about that. You're going to be so enthralled to want to share the possibility that you see for other people. It, it's the why that's going to make you want to cry. It's that, that corny, it's like, wow, I've really got to do this. And so, so therefore we can begin to write, well, what's that methodology? How's that, what's that gonna look like? You know, what are the steps that I like to take people through? And what's the key outcome that I know is possible for them? So in my example, what I have done in my own process of development is I have come to deeply own and take responsibility for the fact that I have an ability in a certain area. And I say that with as, with as much humility as possible. It's, it's something that is just there in me as a result of my own journey, my own conditioning, the challenges that I've had in life, and the, the innate skill set that I was born with, that we are all born with. And so my journey, and this is exactly what I teach, as many of you know, is about helping lightworkers, HSI people, to own their skill to actually be able to see it from an objective point of view and go, okay, I see now that I was born to do this and I can see now the problem that I'm solving. So my work in the world is to do that. That's what my ability is, is to help facilitate people to have an experience of their own high sensory intelligence. So the way in which I have turned that into a service, into a methodology and into a, into a solution or a prescription for a problem that people come to me is or has been through my own personal ownership of it. So it's been through my own facilitation with my own mentors, guides and teachers that have allowed me to see it from an objective point of view and recognize that I have a particular ability in facilitation. I'm smiling because my last mentor said, you need to own the fact that you are a superb facilitator. It feels a bit weird saying that to a camera. <laughs> but I own that, you know, I aspire to facilitating at a really high level. I absolutely love it. And sometimes it totally surprises me the ability that I have within that. And, you know, and, and, and actually considering it in that context, you know, saying the words, I'm a superb facilitator, is taking responsibility for the fact that I have an ability in a certain area that is my responsibility to share with the world. And, and it's hard for me personally to see that level, yet, you know, see myself as a superb facilitator. However, seeing it in that sense helps me to recognise 
the level to which I can own it. And of course, I'm owning it more and more deeply as the weeks and months go by and the more facilitation sessions that I do. And so actually aligning with that ability that I have with myself and actually saying to myself, Willow, yes, you are a superb facilitator. That's not something that I openly share with people. I mean, I know I've just said it publicly on this camera right now um, and on this podcast recording, but actually in that recognition of that and aligning with the energy of that, it's actually a really beautiful piece of self-love and ownership. It's, it's actually recognizing that I am owning and supporting this incredible gift that I have. Uh, it's, it's not from a place of being conceited or a place of arrogance. It's actually a place from like, wow, you know, I, I have something really, really important to share and I, and I just want to develop it and I just want to get better and better at it and I, I want to serve more and more people because I see the amazing effects and, and results of, um, of the work that I do and, and it, you know, it's, in, it's incredibly humbling. So it's that process that's allowed me to bring it into service as a business. It's recognizing, it's like, okay, this is something that I love, it's something that I'm really good at, and it seems to have a beautiful outcome for the people that I love to work with and serve. So it has to come about through that process. It's through the healing actually that takes place in the process of ownership that works through all of the conditioning to a point where we use all of that as a manure if you like to feed and um, provide nutrients for the tree of our soul in a sense for the tree of our work that makes us reliable and effective in the work that we're doing. So in other words, the process of ownership, it allows us to become much more effective at what we do. So another part of getting out into the field and getting onto the playing field and actually starting to do this, once we start to get feedback from people, it's like, wow, you have a skill, you know what you're doing here, then that in turn, increases the sense of ownership in ourselves. It's like, okay, wow, well, I've just witnessed someone saying to me, that really helped, thank you so much. Shit, you're good at that, excuse my language. Um, and then we're like, okay, goodness me, I can see now that yes, I do have a skill. So the more we're actually out in the field doing it, the more we're getting this feedback. And the more, and I can't emphasize this more myself, is make sure that you have a mentor that is already walking the path of doing this. Make sure that you are in your own process of facilitation and ownership and you have someone with you that you're working with on a regular basis that is helping you with this process of ownership that is allowing you to see the worth and the value that you have, that is allowing, that is reflecting back to you so you can see the level of your gift and how you are so good and so and, and were born to be serving in a particular area and serving very particular clients. So we need to be, we need to have that support as we go into the playing field of the arena. And I promise you, with persistence, faith and courage, you will make it happen. It's inevitable. 
the only thing that ever stops us is if we give up. If there is no giving up, there can be no failure. There will be failures along the way, and if we never give up, those failures simply become the, the path for success. And that's what every entrepreneur in the world will tell you. Every time they fail, they learn from it, and it leads them to it leads them on a clearer path of success every time. So failures just become learning exercises. So therefore, if you never give up, you are only going to walk towards a path of success. It's just inevitable. It's just how the world works. And that's what we have to do. We have to have a firm level of commitment in ourselves that we are going to do this. And let me tell you, when you start seeing the feedback from people that you are born to serve and you start to see the effect that you're having, it becomes incredibly motivating to keep going and to persist and to grow and to get better and better at it. And that can only happen if you are out there doing it. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, it is my great pleasure to be here serving you guys. If you have any questions, any comments, please post them. I would love to hear from you. And yeah, I think that's all I have to say this week. So go for it. Take action. Get out there. Find someone that can support you. That's, that's key. And trust. Have faith that you will be held. And you will experience for yourself that... It's perfectly possible. And the last thing that I will say is right now, there are 15 to 20% of the pop Right now, 15 to 20% of the population are born with high sensory intelligence, 1.4 billion of us. We are here for a very specific reason, let me tell you. My goodness me, you are born with a gift that is desperately needed in the world. I promise you, I promise you, when you commit to getting out there and Working in alignment with your gift, you will find a way. The world will support you. You will find that you are held by life as you take this leap of faith. And as John Burroughs once said, leap and the net will appear. Much love, many blessings. See you next time. Bye for now. Join me on the next masterclass where I'll show you how to reveal your own high sensory intelligence bringing you into alignment with your true purpose, career, business and personal success. To register your place today, visit highsensoryintelligence.com.